Welcome, friends, to another episode of Schnozcast. This is Bob, joined by my indomitable co-hosts, Corey and Nick. And tonight, what are we going to get for you today? We're going to give you a little booze news, a little TT's TikToks, uh, a abbreviated gentleman's agreement, uh, an existential question of the week, and a pick of the week to round it off. Fellas, Corey, how are you? Oh, Hey, is that your, uh, I'm a married man now. Yeah, I need to sort of it's post-wedding, calm hey. down. Tame it down. Yeah. Yeah. I'm an adult now. I can't be a wild stallion I'm anymore. I'm responsible for another person's <laughs> happiness and I, I have to present as such. A little more professional. Okay. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that's what you're going to expect to see on the Schnozcast every week from now on Professional Corey. Nick, how are you? Good evening. I am fantastic. How are you? I'm 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 good, sir. I just noticed I got Uper on my cup here. You just noticed a sticker that you put on your own cup? It's usually where my hand is. Okay. Uh but yeah, it's uh kind of nice because it holds true cuz you're going to be a prospective Uper in the next week. I am. I am going to a little uh little vacation with Lori. A lot of pasties. Pretty sure in order to be a Uper you have to live up there. <laughs> well, yeah. Going for five days. He There's might, also a particular patois that I'd have to have if I was a youper. That he I might reconsider possess. the eight-hour drive back with Lori, and he just might stay. So, Oh, it said her. <laughs> you go home. Take, I'm, not, take I'm the never Jeep. coming back. Nick, take the Jeep. Nick, I say we set up some sort of car accident on the bridge that day. <laughs> on the Zawaki? <laughs> and Dude! What? <laughs> Make them stuck for another six hours. This reminds me of the accident I was in in 1995. <laughs> Not only was there a two-car pileup, someone jumped off the bridge. I'm gonna send. I'm gonna send Lori uh, facts of the state of Michigan when they leave that day. Dude, if you want to open that fucking Pandora's box, you have at it, my, my man, because <laughs> that is gonna unleash a torrent of texts, the likes of which you've never had to deal with. Maybe even a phone call. Yeah, no. I got your text. <laughs> Sorry, that I don't know if that's my Lori or not, but I, I just went with a standard, <laughs> standard yeah. high chick voice. It's very raspy. <laughs> yeah, well. Yeah, I think I think we need to come up with some topics of conversation for that drive. Yes, to help you guys out. Ooh, hold on. What? <laughs> what makes you think when that, was, that drive is going to be devoid of conversation? When was Gingham invented? <laughs> What is Gingham? I don't even know what it is. I've, Why was it I buy created? it by the ream. No, I just I want to see if you're able to pick up on what topics we gave her versus the one she came up on her own. The ones oh. that she just comes up with on her own. Yeah, hundred percent. I can. It'd be, it'd be. She's got a she's got a a well of material that she draws from, which is Ooh. it's not it, it's deep enough to last an entire four and a half hour drive. Oh, no, six-hour drive. No, that's... No, Six-hour no. To the UP? Sorry. It's, it's at 400 it's and some odd miles. To Lake Superior, not like the bridge. I just looked it up today. It said fastest route, six hours, two six minutes. Six hours. I'm like, dude, it takes... <clears throat> so four hours from Brownstown 
to get to my cabin, which is 200 miles, about 198 miles. Yeah. The UP, he's going 416 miles, and it's telling him six hours, two minutes. I'm like, yeah. theoretically, that should be an eight-hour trip. I was going to say, it should, yeah. From what I, I heard, it's usually been an eight-hour trip. It's, it's going to be a long drive. From what I remember, it was an eight-hour trip, and sometimes ten if you stop. So, uh, back to the original. What makes you think that she's I'm starting not gonna, to get the back sweats right now. some shit to talk about? I know, she, I know she does. She will not. Okay. She will absolutely not. All right. It'd be like someone sending me stuff. I'd be like, ha, okay. Well, you're, or you're saying like, oh, let's play a little game. I'm going to feed Lori some, some some subjects of conversation yes. and see if Bob can determine which ones came from you guys. Yeah. Yeah, I think I could spot, well, but here's spot the, it just like Here's that. the thing. I, I know she's big on ancient history. So I could be like, uh, when were the Valley of the Pharaohs discovered? And <laughs> you you could be like, is this from Nick Bader or is this from uh, Miss Clark? Well, first of all, she, she would never just ask me a random like. But hey, she's going to be prepared if we tell hey, her it's a game. Speaking of that jerky billboard, do you happen to know anything about the Pharaohs of ancient Egypt? It's but, not going to come out of nowhere like that. Well, it's going to on this it trip. Could. If it does, it's coming from you guys. It's going to be easy to. But spot. you don't yeah. know because she could have her own list. This is this might be a fun game for her. She's either going to be like, no, 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 I don't need assistance. I, I know exactly what to talk about. Or she's going to be like, <laughs> yeah, I think it's more like. Or she's going like to be like, I think this is a great idea. <laughs> I'll say I think I think if we actually clue her in and let her know, yeah, we have to tell her right that it's a game. I do your worst, guys. Mm-hmm. I really feel confident in this one. I feel like I could, I'm going to be able to. Spot it just like that. Set up the GoPro, dash cam style, <laughs> facing on the inside of the car. I mean, if that's what you want, Bob gets it right. Bing, 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 bing. Kind of like I'm more than willing. Kind of like carpool karaoke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like carpool karaoke. All right. Uh, while Corey's monkeying around with his headset, um, we're gonna do a little housekeeping. So, if you are uh, joining us this week for the first time, thank you so much. Uh, hope that you like the content. If you do, please stick with us. We release new episodes every Friday at ten thirty a.m. Eastern Time. You can find those episodes out on the uh, streaming platforms such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, Stitcher, Amazon Music, Audible, Pandora, or you fucking name it. Anywhere else where you might possibly be able to find a podcast. If if there's a particular application you use to get to podcasts, odds are we're there. You can also follow us out on social media. Run back, Corey. I'll, I'll talk slow. You can follow us on social media, uh, on Instagram, on Facebook, and on YouTube, all at Schnozcast. That's S-C-H-N-O-Z-Cast. I don't know why I'm spelling it. You're already here listening or watching, and that means you knew how to find, find us anyway, so you got it. If you decide that uh, you're of an old school and you're like, email's my thing, you can email us at schnozcast at gmail.com. Otherwise, uh, for those uh, <laughs> 1 a.m., like, I got a bee in my bonnet, and I want to talk to those Schnozcast folks, you can either call or text us at 618-SHOCKER. 618-SHOCKER, the Shocker line, 618-746-2537. I don't know that we've ever actually spelled that out before, so that's really good that we did at least once. Yeah, I think we should. Yeah. In ca- uh, uh, we've also never, uh, <laughs> we've never spelled Shocker for anyone. When we've referenced the shocker line, maybe people are like, I don't know how to spell shocker, so I can't call them. Is it a S C H O C K E R? Uh, no. Maybe some people think it's S C A H H H K E R. Shocker. Und ist er ein Umlau? Und Exonte Gu? I was listening to Schnauzkast. Until that point, they made fun of the Umlau, and I started this. I stopped. I stopped. Lori was telling me last night about. Her dad, because her parents are coming into town, and that she's told her dad that we have a podcast. Mm-hmm. And 
And he keeps asking. Every time it comes up, he's like, so what's the name of that podcast again they got? And I'm like, oh, you mean the snoozecast? Whatever whatever name it is that old people, and yeah. I should say older than me. Mm. Uh, <laughs> Those are old people. Very old. Very near, very near death. Yeah. Um, Hospice folk. They've decided before they die they want to see what a podcast is. Mm. Uh, they can't figure out. Schnauzcast. Is it that one no of those sense. things you listen to music on? <laughs> one of them there Zooms that Microsoft used to sell? Y'all have one of those iPodcasts, right? <laughs> yeah, no, but I, I get it. Uh, trust me, we've uh, we've heard Schnauzcast, Schnoozcast, the Snoozecast, Schnipplecast. Yep. Uh, and the list goes on. It does. Uh, we've also had, uh, you, you do what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, they don't even know what a podcast is. Yeah, um, which you know, it, it it's difficult to imagine in twenty twenty two people not knowing what a podcast is. In Indian Don's defense, <laughs> oh, are you guys like Joe Rogan? We get that too. Like, uh, not even close. I love that one because I go, yes, we're exactly like Joe Rogan. <laughs> yeah, I'll say if anything, a little better. Wow. Yeah, just haven't been discovered yet. <laughs> that is true. I'll, I'll get on board with that. Corey, I don't know if you noticed that uh, we I've now color coded the uh, mics to the mixer. I see. Yeah, fancy little uh, little rings you got there. Yes, sir. What's that? Oh, it's down here. Never yeah. mind. <laughs> Were like, you about to like? Where where's my is mine? <laughs> oh, there it is. <laughs> I got you covered, man. Yeah. Yep. An inexpensive way to make us look a little bit more professional. Yep. Whatever we can do, right? Well, I don't know how much more professional it makes us look on camera. I think it would be better to explain what they do. Oh, just uh, literally just color coding the the mic connections to the connections of those same. Yeah. So when we mixer. take when we take everything apart, we know which it's a. Uh, the, the the idea is it's a little bit easier to reconnect everything. Correct. When we have to cart it from Nick's house to mine or up north or wherever we wherever we go. So it's it's very the the mnemonics you can use uh, that will always help you remember. Um, blues clues for Nick, blues clues, green with envy for Bob, green with envy, and orange. You glad I'm here for Corey, and that's if you just remember those simple tools. If you ever have to help us break down or re-put back together the podcast, you'll know exactly where they go. Corey, you you know my memory <laughs> or lack thereof. Hence why you bought these. Yeah. Bob's going to be putting everything back together. However. That uh, fucking asshole. No, 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 for no, some no. things, I, I have a pretty here. strong memory. And a lot of times, those things that I have no business remembering are the ones that I remember the longest. And that's just how the brain works. So what he just said, as asinine as it sounds, <laughs> and as ridiculous, it's probably something that if you were to quiz me on that a couple weeks ago, I'd be able to tell you what he said. Because it, it means nothing. It makes no sense. It's not something I need to remember. It's not an I, important I'm date. trying immediately to forget it. <laughs> but if you ask me in a couple of weeks, odds are I'll be able to pull it up just like that. Yeah. Well, we'll think about that. Yeah. And we'll test you. I love being the, the guinea pig <laughs> yeah. of the podcast. Out of all the goddamn things he can remember. Yeah. yeah that's the one. Right. All right. How about a little booze news, Corey? And now it's time for booze news. Nick, you want to start it off? I can. So um, in light of Bob's uh, extravagant adventure that he's going to be partaking with uh, Captain Coppertop, I've got 16. Wait, what? 16 famous or notable people born in Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Okay. 
All right, starting off, uh, it says the talent of Michigan comes from all over the state. Michigan is definitely a great place to look if you're seeking talent of any type. This state has produced movie stars, politicians, scientists, athletes, coaches, tech moguls, and so many more. With all the talent, sometimes uh, you have to narrow down the search. For this group of notable people and celebrities, uh, we focus on those born in Michigan's UP or the UPers. And the Upper Peninsula has produced quite a few sports stars for the world to see, from coaches to extreme athletes. There is a little bit of everything. The infamous Tom Izzo, Bastion Booger, and that's you just made that up. I swear to God, it's in there. Uh, and ultra runner Pam Reed, just to name a few. Don't don't write them down because I know you'll remember those. The Upper Peninsula is also responsible for some great scientific minds as well. Clarence Kelly Johnson. From the Ishpeming made huge con- contributions to the designs of Lockheed U-2 and SR-71 Blackbird. I know you know what those are. We also have Nobel Prize winning chemists on the list as well. When you take time to check out all these talent that has come from this great state of Michigan, specifically in the Upper Peninsula, it's pretty awesome to be a Michigander. Earlier last year, we spent some time finding famous celebrities from Flint, and we were blown away by all the people that came from there that were not in jail. Today, I decided to research the Upper Peninsula and was not disappointed. I look forward to researching more cities throughout Michigan, and who knows where we're going to come up with. So now, number one, Robert J. Flaherty. Oh, yes. Good old Rob Flaherty. Uh, He was from Iron Mountain, Michigan, directed and produced documentary Nanook from the North in 1922. George Gipp. George, (laughs) off to a great start, I know. one for the Gipper. Absolutely. George Gipp was immortalized with the win uh, just for the Gipper. Uh, win one just for the Gipper speech that was uh, the first All-American football player at Notre Dame. Gipp was born in Larium, Michigan. Uh, okay. We got Crystal Hayes. Hayes oh, was Miss yes, Michigan did. in 2005 and went on to place in the top 15 in Miss USA. Hayes went on to found uh, Trinity Entertainment LLC and has guest starred on uh, several different shows in Hollywood. She was born in Rock, Michigan. Tom Izzo, born in Iron Mountain, Michigan. Pretty cold up there. The infamous Tom Izzo went on to coach basketball at Michigan State University. Clarence L. Kelly Johnson. Johnson was born in Ishpeming and became an aeronautical and systems engineer. He made notable contributions to designs of aircraft such as Lockheed U-2 and SR-71 Blackbird. John Edward Lautner. Lautner was an architect who designs, uh, influenced movie productions such as Iron Man, Pulp Fiction, and more. Some of the actual buildings and homes and designs can be seen in The Big Lebowski. What's uh, that? Lethal Weapon 2, <laughs> James Bond films, Diamonds Are Forever, and more. Lautner was born in Marquette. Actually, I don't know if there's any relation, but Taylor Lautner is also from Michigan. I don't know if it's the UP or any relation to this guy, but it would make sense. Uh, Steve Marichi. Marichi. Graduated from high school with him. Yeah. Marichi. Itchy Marichi. Uh, was born in Iron Mountain, Michigan, former head coach of both, both the Detroit Lions and San Francisco 49ers. Terry O'Quinn. Oh, lost fame. Yep. Terry O'Quinn is a very accomplished actor and known for many, or known from many as John Locke from the TV hit series Lost. O'Quinn was born in Sault Ste. Marie, Michigan. 
Pam Reed. Reed is an ultra runner and was the first woman to become an overall winner of the Badwater Ultra Marathon and is the current female American record holder in a six-day marathon, having completed 490 miles in the self-transcendence uh, six to ten and eight-day race. She was born in Palmer, Michigan. Uh, Jean Ronzani. Ronzani was born in Iron Mountain again. Iron Mountain's a popular town for being in the middle of fucking nowhere. A lot of people fucking in Iron Mountain. I guess. Uh, and was the head coach of Green Bay Packers from 1950 to 1953. Rob Rubick. Rubick is from Newberry, Michigan, current Fox Sports Detroit's analysis. Rubick was also a tight end for the Detroit Lions. Glenn T. Seaberg. Seaborg was born in Ishpeming and is a Nobel Prize winning chemist. Mike Shaw. Shaw was a professional wrestler from Scandinavia, Michigan, uh, during his career, and he wrestled under the names of Norman the Lunatic and the Boston Booger. <laughs> Norman the Lunatic. Uh, Sebastian Booger. That is an amazing, amazing name. <laughs> Lou Thiaz, uh, born in Banat, Michigan. Bless you. That one's made up. Yeah. They're all made. All names are made up. T-H-E-S-Z. Uh, Question. And was the end... Yeah. Are we going to talk about every single human being that was born? In this the, is only 16 people. Okay. Uh, this, feels like, this feels like we're in the 40s. And, <laughs> 56 people right now. And was an NWA uh, World Heavyweight Champion and yes. was inducted yes. into the WWE Hall of Fame in 2016, James Tolkien. Have yet to recognize any name you've said either. Oh, come on. Tom Izzo? Oh, the guy, time is, the I, guy I think from I was Lost. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Come on, John Locke. Oh, he hated Lost. Yeah, yeah that's, that's a true. piece of shit show. So, yeah. James Tolkien, Mister Strickland from the Back to the Future franchise. Oh, Mister Strickland. Tolkien was born in. He Col- was also in Top Gun. Strickland was born in Calmet, Michigan, which is very close to Calmet, uh, Wisconsin. Which are you sh- saying Calumet? Yeah, I say Calumet. Sure. All right. And which <laughs> which is in Wisconsin, Calumet, Wisconsin, was where they made the Making a Murderer or whatever. Okay. That documentary. Uh, Nick Baumgartner uh, is from Iron River, an Olympic gold medalist, mixed snowboard cross the, at the 2022 Olympics in Beijing. And those are the 16 famous uh, I, people from I the I can't wait to go back and listen to this because I feel like there were more than 16 names that you read. No, there were only 16. That was it. <laughs> that was a very fucking long list of... <laughs> the, the, entire, <laughs> the entire town of Ishpeming, Michigan. <laughs> Everyone and their mom from Iron Mountain. That, I was just going to say, that, that could have been the most famous people from Iron Mountain. <laughs> it, yeah, it might as well have been. All right. Um, I got a couple here for you. The, the first one is uh, from Atlas Obscura. Uh, from... Uh, from Chicago, Illinois. Um, some people post handmade signs to remind dog owners to be mindful of where their pets do their business. But one Chicago artist said, uh, I'm going to make my statement with a permanent bronze sculpture, known quite simply as Shit Fountain. I can get along with that. Artist Jersey S. Kennard installed a public poop as a winking tribute to all the dogs in the neighborhood who are known to trample and defecate upon his flowers. The... <laughs> the <laughs> The metal sculpture sits atop a three-foot sandstone pedestal like a classical Grecian bust and slowly dribbles water into a shallow basin. And it literally looks like a pile of dog shit. Nice. While the piece may seem disgusting or in poor taste, it has garnered almost no outcry from the community who seem to truly enjoy the whimsical statement. Their, their, their point of view is, this is whimsical. Good on you. I would like one in my front yard. Mm-hmm. Technically, it sits on Keener's private property, so the city is not concerned either. And surprisingly, Keener is mainly known as a religious and political artist who, having designed a number of pieces of church architecture and public pieces, such as a tribute to Black History Month, 
Unsurprisingly, the neighborhood dogs do not know about his larger artistic career, but they undoubtedly know and appreciate his fountain. Stupid dogs. <laughs> it is a it is a sight to behold as well. It is a it, it sits on this marble square that in which they've literally carved the words shit fountain. And it, it is a glorious bronze brownish circular piece there of shit. Well, there might as well be steam coming off of it, but there is in fact water that dribbles out of it. Now, hang on. Are the dogs yeah. able to drink from this? Um, uh, technically, they could. I see, because that'd be pretty awesome to make it not only a kind of uh, a fountain to look at and admire, but also make it functional for the dogs that are in the area. Come up and take a drink out of the shit fountain. <laughs> I think it's unlike drinking out of a hose or a spigot, where this water is just, the same water just constantly recirculated throughout there. So I don't know if I'd let my dog drink that water. I guess uh, if I hated my dog, I'd be like, yeah, go ahead. I mean, they're going to do worse outside when they're alone anyways. I suppose. Um, I, it's an interesting question. I'm not sure if anyone has has thought about Damn that. Damn it. But. <laughs> uh, but it's both a tribute to uh, doggy defecation and a reminder to pick it up. And the second article I've got here is just a really quick one. It's actually for Nick, who won't hear this uh, until he listens back to the episode, which he never, ever will. But in case you're interested, there is an, there's a blogspot.com blog called the International Breakfast Project. And this is, it's kind of a cool thing where they, in this blog, they've, they've talked for, uh, you know, a, a couple of years. Uh, and it's an older site about each country in the world and what they would normally have for breakfast. And so they blog about it and they try to kind of break down the meal they would have. Like, for example, uh, in Ecuador... What mm-hmm. they generally have is uh, something called Kimbolitos and coffee. So they give a little brief history of uh, where Ecuador is and some of the cuisine that, that are there, and they they try to recreate this dish. So they get into what their what the ingredients are, how they made it, how it came out, um, what they thought about it, and a little bit of discussion in the end. So if you're any kind of a chef or uh, you know a budding consider yourself a good cook and are interested in this kind of thing, want to know you know what do they eat for breakfast. In various countries in the world, um, Google the International Breakfast Project. I eat pieces of shit like you for breakfast. <laughs> wow, you that eat pieces gone well. of shit for breakfast <laughs> with the shit fountain. That would have gone well with the previous right uh, Boozy's <laughs> article, but uh, and that's what we've got for booze news. All right, um, and by the time this airs, uh, just to say a quick uh, Happy Father's Day, um, which will be on Sunday the nineteenth, um, to all the fathers out there. And uh, in your honor, we're going to do a shot. All right, so uh, we're going to go around the table real quick since yeah. we don't have to reach across the Rocky Mountains to <laughs> yeah. our friend in Seattle um, and hear that 120 minutes of what you're drinking. But uh, So I'm doing a Labatt Blue tonight. Uh, Bob, what are you doing? Uh, Maggie's Irish Ale from Saugatuck. Saugatuck Brewing Company. Corey? I actually switched it up. Okay. Uh, still Bud Light. But they came out with a new seltzer called Cocktail Hour. Ooh. And there's like a watermelon mojito, uh, strawberry daiquiri, lime margarita. I, the sound you're hearing is a lot of pussies getting wet over the internet all across the world today. There are so many the snail trails. Dropped on <laughs> so many snail trails going on right Did now. Did he say cocktail hour? That's because of me. And <laughs> well, this, wetter than they would normally get. All right, all right, fair enough. Mr. Selesky did bring quite the, um, the, the 
menagerie, I guess, of okay. of different kinds of little shooters. Um, we're going to try and do what we have, which is a little bit colder right now. Uh, but Bob and I got some uh, Old Smoky, and it's peanut butter. Are we all doing it? Yep. Got to yep. Okay. I figured uh, peanut butter's up his alley, so. There you go. Happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there. Ooh. Ooh. That's, Dude. that's definitely peanut butter. Dude, that's. I, I almost say that that's better peanut butter. Than I almost like that better than um, the Revelstoke. Re- no, nope. no uh, screwball. Screwball. Yeah, I almost like it better than screwball, and yeah, it's, it's like nineteen dollars, and screwball is like thirty. It's got a, almost got a chocolatey peanut butter. It's pretty. To it. It's pretty smooth. Yeah. Yeah, not bad. I I might be a big fan. Well done, sir. We'll see what we do in the next shot. Yeah, really. When we're um, heaving up peanut butter. Oh, it was so good when it was going down. Um. I, so I ha- I had some plans on set uh, tomorrow on Sunday for Father's Day with uh, with Jack. Uh, my daughter's uh, out of town for a couple of weeks. Working. Who's Jack? Jack is my son. Okay, thanks. For yeah, for you to do the podcast, I have two children. <laughs> uh, one of one of them is available to do something with me on Father's Day. However, I'm yeah, have the to... other one fled fled the town. <laughs> She's uh, working her uh, one of her summer gigs uh, for two weeks up north. Um, I assume I'll get a phone call at least. I better get a fucking phone call. At um, least, yeah. Uh, so I, I had, I'm like, hey, there's a, I, I, I happened to see this uh, literally a week ago, and it was great timing because I'm like, holy shit, the thing, John Car- John Carpenter's the thing, which I think I may have assigned to one of you guys to watch, wasn't me. Maybe it was Corey, or it could have been Greg, or Todd. It's it it's hitting its 40th anniversary this year, and as they do with a lot of older movies, they're replaying it in theaters. They're re-releasing it. You can see it on the big screen. So there's a website called Fathom Events, uh, F-A-T-H-O-M, Fathom Events, that does a lot of older movies hitting the theaters again. Um, and you can plug in your zip code and figure out you know what theaters around your house are playing, what times. Oh, so it like it'll, directly through the, through the website. So it'll showcase where it's playing. Absolutely. That's yeah. cool. And uh, so I'm like, that's what I want. I don't know what you were going to do for me for Father's Day, but that's what I want. I want you to come with me to see The Thing. It's one of my favorite movies. Uh, I've never seen it on the big screen. It's obviously it's 40 years old. And he's like, yeah, 100%. Dad, I am there. We, we're going to do this. That's a great idea. I would love to go with you. And Lori's like, hey, what, you got, might have company? I'm like, no, come along. It's playing at like uh, 3 o'clock and 7 o'clock at the local local cinema, so let's let's do it. Mm-hmm. And then I got to sign two migration cutover events for Sunday that both start at 10 a.m. Oh, yeah. Fucking my entire father, Father's Day weekend. And so now I'm playing it by ear, and I don't know what we're going to do, but it, it, <laughs> like that's what my plans were for the day. And if I get lucky and there are no issues and everything finishes all right, I might be able to make the 7 o'clock show. The good, the good, the good point as a takeaway is that it's not the actual date, but the what that date represents, and it yes. can be celebrated in the next coming days uh, when you get done with whatever you need to do. That is one hundred percent true, and that's the only thing that kind of makes me feel okay about it. Yeah, um, I don't see you as a guy that's like, well, it's not on Father's Day. No, I think you I, just want to be there with your son. Yeah, and he will be. You know, he doesn't have to work tomorrow, so we'll spend some time together. But you know, yeah, you're right. It's the time. It's not the date. 
I'm not worried about that. Can we get, um, and I know we didn't talk about this outside the podcast, and we were supposed to have a 15-minute podcast meeting this week, and we never got around to it. Yeah, my, my bad, guys. No, it's it's mine because you said Nick sent something You're out, right. and it's I was supposed fault. to. Fucking I, asshole. I know. But uh, something that I wanted to bring up, if if it is showcased at all, or maybe it's just laying somewhere, where is the Phil Anton Angel picture as we speak? It's in my house. Well, I assumed that. Okay. What more, what more information do you well, want? Well, you said I've got a perfect spot for it. Bob actually took the TV uh-huh. out of his bedroom, <laughs> <laughs> hung that picture right there. No, it's a, it's, it's hanging. He's, it's he's hanging. Art, little art spotlights going just, with brass. He just stares at it every night. It's hanging on the wall in my spare bedroom. A spare so, bedroom, so, Bob. When, so, so it's not up yet, is it? Really? No, it is. It's hanging on the wall in my spare bedroom. So when there happened to be a nail Lori, in there, when Lori and her son come over to spend the night, hang out, watch movies, and then. He sleeps in that spare bedroom, so oh, he's got to he be terrified. To <laughs> I don't looking I mean, at that pixelated angel in a red frame. He hasn't spent the night yet, so I, I'm still waiting for the <laughs> the inaugural. What is that? And can you take that down? Hey, <laughs> hey, hey Griffin, just in case you were thinking about touching yourself tonight. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I left the red frame for you and your mom. God's watching. Yeah, <laughs> the angels are watching. And hey, just to just to finish the. The thing I was talking about earlier with Fathom Events. If you go to fathomevents.com, they'll list a whole bunch of other movies that they have that they're showing from now through like probably the end of the year. And they include such flicks as Fifth Element. Um, there's a bunch of ma- uh, manga stuff uh, that's there. Uh, Men in Black, Cabaret. Um, Fuck Will Smith. <laughs> hey, can we talk about that for yeah, a second? Seriously. Madam, Madam Butterfly, Star Trek 2, The Wrath of Khan is playing. Uh, Poltergeist, Howl's Moving Castle. Uh, there's a Johnny Cash uh, documentary flick that's, that's airing there in the heat of the night, um, which is, I think, also hitting its like 50th anniversary. Spirited Away, um, It's a Wonderful Life. There's a lot of shit. So if you're looking for something that's a little bit different, like uh, I, I want to go see a movie, but I don't like any of the dog shit that's coming you know, mainstream uh, down the pike these days, take a look at Fathom Events. All right, so for this week's installment or this edition's installment of Nick's Existential Question of the Week, we're going to have a twofer since we are down one co-host this week, um, and they're pretty simple questions. Thankfully, we'll have much more time for uh, not asking follow-up questions. Yeah, I apologize. We, we really didn't uh, say, but uh, we've got Todd Dillon out on special assignment this week. Um, so we, we are, our thoughts are always with him and uh, Mary and the time they're going to spend together. Yep. I look forward to seeing him uh, next episode. Doing a little investigative journalism for us. Man on the streets. This week's installment, uh, so it's twofold, as I said. Um, so the two questions are this. So we'll start with the first one, um, which is a little bit more macabre, and we'll end with, uh, I guess, a more positive one, uh, if you were to compare. So the first one. Yes, Bob. No, go ahead. <laughs> so, I, I would have flip-flopped that, but uh, no, it's, no, your, no. it's your segment, dude. I mean, I didn't want to be down and out the whole night. So. Well, um so that the, might be where the comedy comes yeah, from. Yeah. So the, the first question, if you had to name the most terrifying moment of your life so far, thus far, what would it be and why? So we'll go around and do that one. Terrifying. The most terrifying moment of your life. Okay. Um, does anybody have anything right away? I, I have something that, that occurs to me right off the top of my head. I'm just trying to, uh, as if I were in the brink of death, flash through my life and make sure there wasn't another one that was even more terrifying than that. Okay. 
Um, so I, you want me to jump in right now? Sure. Yeah. If I come up with something better later, I can amend yeah. that. But yeah, you can. Uh, you can um, kick it out of the way. Okay. Uh, most terrifying moment of my life was probably the moment where my dad used to be the head football coach for Birmingham Seaholm, and um, his brother Bill Rankin was the head football coach for Birmingham Groves. And during that time, when I was a kid, they made the papers uh, all the time for being this sort of brother against brother rivalry across town. And, uh, you know, God, you know, God rests their souls. Both of them, they've both passed. Um, and I uh, love my Uncle Bill, but uh, I think I could, I could say that my dad got the best of him the most of the time. But while we were, while he was coaching the team, he would have, you know, during the summer, they would have, um, you know, football camp. And they'd run run miles together. They'd go through drills and whatnot, and they'd also spend time in the pool. And I would, as a as a little kid, go with my dad on those on those trips and run with the team and do everything with the team except for hitting. You know, when they finally put pads on. But there was a time where uh, they were doing uh, drills in the pool. Where and I feel like I've talked about this before, but in case I haven't, I think you did. But yeah, go ahead. Yeah, uh, at least I, with me, yeah. I jumped in the pool, and there was like a kid who was on the team who might have been a freshman, whatever, and he couldn't swim very well, and he grabbed me, and as all drowning people or people who don't assume know, they he tried to climb up me, push me mm-hmm. down to push him up, and um, and I found myself under the water, and I don't, I don't know how long I was there. My dad was doing coach type stuff, and I don't think he was in the pool at the time, but there was a. Um, assistant coach who was there who jumped in to save me but I remember that feeling that I was going to die and I was going to drown and I could not get to the to the air and that's probably the most terrified I've ever been explains a lot Nick <laughs> yeah explains a lot yeah we've noticed you just really don't like being in open water <laughs> yeah you're not you're not a swimmer <laughs> when we go on, when we go on vacation we're like you know we're always like even, like yeah. seals even, and, yeah, and Bob's even, always like I'll stay in the boat <laughs> I I, I don't know if that has anything to do or or could be subconscious. I'm, I'm currently 52, so maybe my age has something to do with. It. I don't know. Um, it could be that I've decided fuck that water. I'd rather sit here and drink. Don't know. It could be. Yeah, you you guys could be on to something. I I I don't. It would take a visit to a therapist I was, to probably I, get to I, the bottom. I, of I it. think for me that unlocked it. I, I think yeah? that's what yeah. you've come to. No therapy needed. I have solved this mystery. Yep. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I saved Joe Fair on enough. vacation. I could save you, buddy. So <laughs> I actually you saved did. The, you saved the clog, not not the Joe. Clay. Well, at the time, it, yeah. I thought I was saving Joe because he said I I can't I can't swim and I'm going down. And then when I got there, he's like, Yeah, I can touch now. Just get my shoe. <laughs> so that's what, that's what it turned into a recovery mission at that point. But uh, so so I I do have one. Um, I'm sure there are others that are um more haunting, but. Uh, I'll go with a more lighthearted one that was certainly terrifying at the time. I was I was younger, and my dad took us on a cruise to Alaska. Few things that I don't like are heights, and I don't. I mean, my biggest fear is gophers shipwrecked. Okay, um, I I feel a little bit better going to somewhere like Alaska, not tropical, because I would just instantly die of hypothermia. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's still you know the idea of of you know, the ship going down or something, you see all these videos and 
that that wasn't even it. So it was kind of a culmination. That of, wasn't even it. It wasn't what I've just taken time to describe to you. That was not it. That's gonna, that's the setup. The real. That's the setup. <laughs> I and, told you that story to tell you this. Yeah. One. So if it wasn't bad enough, you know, young going on a, on a cruise ship in open water and, and dying in open water is like one of your biggest fears. Let's throw some heights into there. Um, so my dad decided to falling out of an airplane into a, yeah. a large open body. Exactly. <laughs> my dad, my dad, my dad, dis- not, not even that. My dad said, let's go smaller. So he said, let's charter a helicopter. That's just going to take you, me and, and your brother up the face of a glacier. Oh, where's Todd Dillon when you need him right now? Up the face of a glacier. And then we're going to dog sled on top of this glacier, which has these crevasses that people just, you know, there's been all these countless cases, specifically in the spot we went to like weeks before, there was a kid with a Walkman on mm-hmm. that was listening to music and his parents turned around and he was gone. And he and they literally saw the Walkman dangling down a crevasse and he literally just fell down this like blue ice crevasse. And it was, it, you couldn't, didn't matter if you had all the resources in the world, you couldn't get him out. It was just, it, it was it. He was done. Okay. So these shards of sharp glassy ice that's been there for millions of years uh he fell to his death to where eventually he was probably still alive and just smushed in between two pieces bleeding out you know looking up at miles of ice and then he died down there and so we flew up the face of a melting breaking apart glacier and then had to get out and they're like well you know it looks like snow but there's a lot of spots you could just it could be a crevasse and you could just fall right into like that kid and so, yeah, I was terrified and we dog sledded around and, and then we got back in and, and the pilot wanted to do one of those things where he would fly off the side of the glacier, which we're not talking about like a big hill of ice. We're talking about like a mountain of ice and he would tip the bubble front helicopter forward to where you're looking over the side of a cliff yep. basically. And there was also turbulence, so it would drop every now and then. And so, yeah, that was terrifying for me. And water was at the bottom. So so that's a couple of my fears, but that was mine. Okay. Corey? Hmm. Well, <clears throat> let me preface this with I was six, seven at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and for some odd reason, I had a very, very illogical fear of any time my parents left me somewhere that I was gone for good. That that was it. I would, they were never coming back. Was there ever, was it ever like a, like a dead end threat? Like, don't you keep acting up? Otherwise we just might not come back. I'm sure it probably had something to do with my dad joking around <laughs> yeah, with me at some yeah. point and making fun of the fact that he is never coming back. Uh, but yeah, like, so I, like, I, I took karate at the time and I remember <laughs> Like during the class, like I'd look over, and my dad. Why, would, why are you laughing? The the notion of doing karate. Why am I laughing? You? Does that amuse you? Why am I laughing? Yeah, Corey's legs don't go higher than a shuffle. So they see, used to seeing him high kick like would. They used to. You saw when we tried to high kick as adults. He well, <laughs> I, I didn't see it as much as uh, put on a show. For, for I mean, I still have a scar. So yeah. I'm sorry, Corey, go ahead. No, but I, I'd look out, like, if my dad stepped out to have a cigarette on out in the street, I would start getting very panicky. Like anxiety? Oh, God, yeah. yeah like I, and I, I would break down in tears. Still doing, like, the entire lesson. 
but just crying the entire time. That like, oh, he's he's gone. That's it. Never coming back. Never now, gonna have this family again. Did you ever? Were you ever in a position where it, it just kind of happened naturally? Where like you guys were all in the department store and you decided to fuck around inside one of the racks of clothes, you know, as kids do, and then they missed seeing you like duck off to the side, and then you spent like some amount of minutes thinking that they had left you there. Uh, I can't recall any specific time, but yeah, I, I'm, I, I know there was a couple of times where, yeah, I, I was trying to mess around and be funny and, uh, ended up getting separated from my parents cause they weren't paying attention at the direct moment. thinking I was just right there with them yeah. and ended up yeah getting lost and not being able to find them for quite some time. I mean, I, I certainly know the feeling like uh, not as intense as yours, but I know, on vacation my dad always did this and I was very young obviously it's not like this past week but he would always do this thing so he would take um my cousin Derek in as like he was one of the brothers because he's only nine months older than me my brother's three uh three years older than me and my cousin Natalie is is you know three years younger but she was a girl so the boys we he would always take us on vacation so he we went all Wait, over the so place. so girls could not come on vacation she was just too young. She was a homebody. She didn't want to go. You know, she didn't. She, but I don't understand why the fact that she was a girl matters. Because my dad would say, you know, maybe she doesn't want to go because she wants to be with her mom and she wants to do girl things. Like, it was just the way it was at the time. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. It was her that, choice. That's, that's that's old man justification for, like, this is a guy's trip. No, no. She, he welcomed. He would love for her to go. But she, she never, even to this day, she's never lived away from home. So she's still that way. But... My dad would always do this thing, so I was the youngest, and it we'd be in all these unfamiliar cities and things like that, and my dad would always do this thing when he was walking. Is he would put out his, his pinky finger like that. And what? So put your hand out. Kiss the ring, bitch. No, because that's what my little hand could hold. Was I couldn't hold his whole hand, but I could uh, hold okay. his pinky. So he would always, when he was walking, put out his pinky finger. So I it could, is so weird that you just held my pinky finger. So I could grab I'm onto really it. upset that we have separate cameras today. So I could yeah, grab yeah. onto it. Yeah. I'm explaining it to you. Okay. So right. I'm not. I, Bob's, maybe, a, Bob's, maybe a physical, that's Bob's a physical learner. Bob's a, <laughs> yeah, Bob's, a da- Bob's a dad. I'm sure he had moments with Jack like that. And so, no, no, well, yeah, just go ahead, Jack, get out, get the fuck out of here. I don't know that he ever grabbed my pinky finger. Well, that's specific to like a family thing, but I get it. Because you, you, you and Jack are not <laughs> family. You never held your son's hand going down the street? Yeah. Okay. I He never held my pinky finger. I held his hand. Okay. Well, different strokes for different folks. Okay. Yeah. Uh, fair enough. And uh, so. Hold my pocket, son. Yeah. So, so I would always do I that. I had the leash. He had the chest collar. So and I just dragged him wherever I went. So, so you guys are gonna love this because so we're in this. That's for- what happened. We're no, we're in this. We're in this foreign city, and I'm like looking down. I don't know if it was like at a Game Gear or something like that that I was playing like Sonic the Hedgehog or something. And what? I Hold on. Not paying attention. I was just not paying attention. What were you playing? Sonic the Hedgehog on what? Game Gear. What's Game Gear like? You don't Game remember Boy? the Sega Game Gears? Sega Game I Gear. Never, I never, my, my kid never had it. It's like Game Boy, like a handheld. Yeah, Se- but Sega's Sega. version. Yeah. Sega's so version. you're old enough to play on a fucking Sega Game Gear piece, but you, Do you are understand holding, you're holding your dad's that little finger. My like three year old nephew can navigate an iPad better than my mom, but can't walk by himself. Must hold a little finger of an adult. Hold the hand of a. You're like three or four. Yeah, you're holding the hand of an adult. Five, yeah. five years old, of course. All right. And you're in a foreign city. What kind of parent are you? So. Anyhow, Jack grew up fast, apparently. So (laughs) so it was the one time that, like, I went to, like, put a new game in or something. But as a kid, you have, like, those 
blinders on and you're not looking up, you're looking down. And so, which wouldn't happen if you're holding that little finger. I know. And so I saw like out of my peripheral vision, my dad. And so I went up and I grabbed, I grabbed his hand and we were walking for a second. And, uh, all of a sudden I looked up and it was not my dad. It was some man laughing and I'm holding onto his hand. His little finger. Yeah. Right. And he's just let, letting it happen. He's just laughing, you know. And I'm like He's panicked. Like, I've been waiting for this moment all my life. No, I'm like panicked. Where is my panel van? Turning around, looking at everything, and my dad's like 50 yards behind me taking pictures, like laughing also, <laughs> that I am walking with some stranger. I have so much respect for your dad right and now. And I've never. Your dad's a funny motherfucker. Ne- I did not know that. I've never ran so ba- so fast back to my I, dad. I hope your dad is listening to this episode because, Mr. Bader, Good on you, sir. He remembers it. You got, you got Nick good. He goes, on that one. he goes. Well, it was, it was so cute. He goes, because clearly you had no idea what was going on. He's like, and you just thought it was and me. He didn't. Know, he didn't set up like no stranger. Like, hey, go grab my son's nope. hand. Nope. He just saw it happen. He was like, this is hilarious. I'm gonna let this happen. <laughs> yes. That that is parenting at its. Finest. I was so mad, and I, I like hit my dad, and I'm like, what are you doing? Oh, oh, apparently I hit my dad too hard. Wow. Okay. But yeah. <laughs> Wait. So. So my question is, and I'm going to make this take as long as it takes for Nick to pick up the camera he just dumped on the floor. Um, maybe it's a question for Corey. <laughs> when you're a, when you're when you're thinking about your parents and you're thinking about the most terrifying thing, um, how, how does it how does it translate to what how your parents felt about how you felt about that day, right? Like, does your mom know how you what what this you know, most terrified you've ever been. Does she know what that is? Would she be surprised to hear it? No, I'm very sure that that she remembers those days. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. And Nick, does your does your dad know that that moment that he thought was fucking hilarious was the most terrifying moment in your life? Oh, my dad prayed, and and that wasn't the one I picked, but it it reminded me of what Corey said about being in fear for not being around your parents. Well, okay. In, but in the but most no, he, cer- he certainly, my dad would prey on uh, giving me terrifying moments. <laughs> he, he certainly would. You, uh, he would. Okay. We were, we were deathly afraid of unsolved mysteries and he'd turn every light off in this house that we just moved into because they got divorced. So it's not our home. And he okay. would just play the theme song. Dun, 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 you know, and we were fucking screaming and we would have to go upstairs and watch it because the house was pitch black and we were little, you know, we were very, very little. And so where else yeah. are we going to go? Like read a book downstairs in the pitch black darkness? No, we'd have to go. So he would think it was the funniest thing in the world. I wish I had a little finger to hold right now. Yeah, I I'm wish. so scared. I wish. <laughs> he was, my dad, my dad was an antagonizer. So. All right. As funny as that was, uh, we're going to take a second in between the two questions to do a shot uh, for the podcast. If you're uh, unfamiliar with what we do, or perhaps maybe you don't drink alcohol, we do. Um Go ahead and get some kind of a libation of your own choosing or maybe some water. Or, uh, it's time to get a coffee. Some lemonade. You're doing the lawn. Uh, maybe you just had sex and you need to pour some water over your head. Do whatever. Uh, it, for, hold on. First of all, if you're doing the lawn yeah, and you're like me, you want to wait until the lawn is done so that there's a payoff for you. And at the end of the lawn, at the end of the mowing, <laughs> we'll just call it the mowing, Yeah, you, you deserve a nice, cold, frosty beer. Generally, like a summertime beer, like a shandy is great. Um, go with your favorite. Don't have don't pull in the fridge and get the shit that somebody left 
in your house that you're trying to get rid of, treat yourself right. Now, if it's after sex, you're not going to want to go with water. You're definitely going to want to end up with like a nice scotch, perhaps a little bit of whiskey, or maybe a little bit of wine. Uh, could be white, could be red, up to you. But. I mean, my thought was like if you lived in the country and you were like, okay, well, I just did the front 20, I got to do the back 40 now, I'm going to have a beer in between. Uh, but do you, absolutely. Um, and just so you're aware, uh, wise words from one of our uh, sage patriarchs of the podcast. Thank you, Bob. Sage um, so what what we're doing for the second half, Dr. McGillicuddy's apple pie, if you haven't had it, I don't know how uh, Michigan-specific it is. It's probably a Midwest thing. But go out and try yourself some of Dr. McGillicuddy's. Can't stand behind every single one of the flavors, but Apple pie is certainly one of our, <laughs> one of our favorites. Bob, Bob picks some winners. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> so thank you, Mr. Selusky, for purchasing that shot for us. You got to try all hey. the flavors. <laughs> hey, guys, I got this fifth of grape Dr. McGillicuddy's that we've never tried before to take out on the river. So I will say grape would be the only other one I could do. Um, you know, talking about the, the ice uh, one that was like. I thought grape was disgusting. The minty, really? the minty, yeah. the the mint schnapps one, or the oh, peppermint, that, peppermint, that, that was, peppermint, pepper was bad. the red was bad. cherry that he got the one time. He got the root beer. Could I, do I couldn't do any of those. I yeah. can. The grape tasted like a melted popsicle in the sun, and this just reminds me of the river. So, those are the ones that I can do. Didn't you get a blackberry? Was it? I, I tried as many as I could find. Yeah, yeah. they were no good. So <laughs> we're gonna move on. Stick with the apple pie. Yeah, Corey. Hey, there was a. Yeah. Um, Jalapeno cheddar bird dog uh, whiskey. That well, was I'm like, if it's Dr. McGillicuddy's, you hold your fucking really? tongue. Not yeah. jalapeno cheddar. Yes. We were, we, <sighs> come on, dude. And you pass so, that up. Jalapeno cheddar whiskey? Yes. How the fuck do you infuse cheddar into that? I have no idea. And so that's, that's the crutch that I have because I'm a savory person, not a sweet. You guys are very sweet people. So, like, you could go for... Thanks, man. Cookies and cream, and you you want yes. like last week we which we still have no surprise there the banana banana fucking nut pudding or whatever Lori. the fuck it was banana pudding, from, yeah yeah from Lori it's like now, hold on I told her that we that we drank at least half of that we did and that uh, it, it felt it, like it wasn't half. bad it certainly felt like <laughs> half. I actually loved it it was like a uh, yeah. first of all banana could probably be my least favorite fruit uh, but I certainly appreci- sure. appreciate choked Lord, it down is a very nice gift that Lori sent it and it was. If there was any uh, uh, any sort of sweet uh, liqueur that um, that I would put at my favorite, I would say that would be very close. Um, but just uh, word to the wise, uh, it's choking down a banana-flavored um, eggnog. Uh, so that's what yeah, you're in for. Enough said, I think. Don't lie. We all know you don't choke on bananas. <laughs> oh, no. I, I emulsify them first and spray them on my face. That's just what happens. Call it a... <laughs> So for the so second part of Nick's that. existential question, uh, so the second uh, in, uh, part of this installment is going to be if you ever had to be homeless for one year to where you could choose this, where where would be the place that you would pick if you know in some kind of crazy situation if you could pick this, uh, where would you pick to be homeless, Corey? You can't say Ascoda. Why not? Because <laughs> that's your blanket answer for everything. My it's, version of heaven is Ascoda. The place I want to be, uh, if I could go right now, would be Ascoda. Where would you pick to be homeless? Yeah, no, you can obviously pick that. Um, Do I have to pick like underneath a particular bridge? No, 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 no. We or don't at a certain intersection. Begging nope. for change. Nope. I'm I'm general, probably general location. Okay. If if you were to be homeless and they're like, all right, starting today, uh, this is like we'll say for one year, 
We're taking everything. For one fucking year? We're taking everything. What do you think? People are homeless for like five days? Oh, I see. So I should not be bitching about my <laughs> yeah. pretend one-year homelessness. Yeah, period. exactly. It's like okay. you're, this is your into but the I, wild. But I have to be somewhere where as a homeless person, I could eat out a living. Sure. Right? I mean, my, my mind goes to a warmer climate. I think that's uh, where the snowbird homeless go. That's why in California, there's wow. like... You know, all those tents and tent they're like com- tent communities. Yeah, but the, those the tent communities are full of people who uh, aren't finding work, and they have to live in the tents. So I, know I don't know. If, I don't know if that's where I want to go to find work and make my way for one year being homeless. No, but um, I mean, I give a lot of credit to the Michigan homeless because it, could you imagine our winners like being out there? Yeah, no, I uh, yeah, the the snowbird thing like it's got to be a warmer climate because if you if I got to make it a whole year, I can't go through a Michigan winter being homeless. So Just can't. I will say I'll start it off, and I would probably say um, I'll generalize it somewhere in the Keys. I feel like it's a relaxed enough environment. Um, there's certainly um, all kinds of wildlife, fish, seafood that's readily available um so it wouldn't take much instead of spending your money on vodka to be able to buy a cheap fishing rod uh you'd be able to feed yourself there's plenty of beach where no one's going to mess with you um if if you know the elements you can stay away from the the creepy crawlies um i don't think there's going to be a high police presence uh in a lot of the areas so i don't think you'd get fucked with that much um, where you're not like going under a viaduct or something like that. The scenery is fantastic. Um, you'd have the warmth of the keys all the time, and uh, I think there'd be a lot of opportunities to potentially find work. You know, um, on a fish boat or a charter boat or something like that, to where you could reestablish yourself. Okay. So I would pick like let's if I had to be specific, like uh, Marathon Key. Mar- okay, specifically Marathon Key. Yeah, but the keys would be fine for me. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. Um, wow, you that's a you raised a really great question because if I could be deposited anywhere and start my one year term of homelessness, that could be on a desert island anywhere. Sure. And. Being deserted on a on an island is like being homeless, because you you have nothing and you have to live off the land, mm-hmm. and so you might as well just ask me like where would you like to be what desert island would you like to be deposited on? Yeah, but you can't say because we have a lot we've had a lot of desert island questions, so you just can't say a deserted island. Like I want you to tell me like the dry tortugas or. Something. I have to something. With something specific, like uh, longitude, latitude. Uh, no, generalize, <laughs> not specific. Generalize. I generalize. said the keys, which is hundreds of miles. Yeah. Okay. Um. So man, I think if I if I had to pick, I would go with. You could you could deposit me, on in Hawaii, mm-hmm. and I would find a way to get to the more remote parts of the of the island and maybe uh, live off the land for as as long as I could um and still I think be able to find a a workman like job uh, eking out a meager wage to to support myself for one year I think I could do it so would you be able to uh deal with all the the flora and fauna yeah flora fauna yeah all the 
jaguars and things like that lurking around in the jungle? Uh, any other made-up words you want to give me? Sure. <laughs> yeah. I'll deal with all of them. All right. So, why, why for Bob? Yeah. Corey, how about you, buddy? Well, I did have my answer switched. <laughs> From <laughs> from Oscoda to the Keys, since I just went yeah, there and I yeah. now love the Keys, but then Nick took it because he knew I love no, the Keys. No, first off, yes, the Keys not it's not part of the actual Keys. So, but I have been to Key West, and I yeah I, I have to agree with everything Nick said. It's it's you don't have to deal with too much shit of, of climate, and you know you're probably going to be pretty good out in the the elements for the most part. And I I, I think the one thing you, that you did kind of miss though that it would come into play big like everyone down there is so cool and just relaxed. Like it, it's not here where you see a homeless person on the corner coming up to your car to, to ask for money. And you're like, get the Flip away from my me. cigarette butt on them. Yeah. yeah everyone looks homeless d- down there. Down well, basically. Yeah, everyone's <laughs> kinda, I want to go where everyone looks I want to go where the homeless go. Yeah. So yeah, I, I just, I, I think, I think it'd be a, a way different atmosphere to be in that situation down there. Um, than what we experience here. Wasting away in Margaritaville, if you will. I mean, if I'm going to be homeless, might as well do it there. If I'm wasting away, why not Margaritaville? <laughs> Go hit up the old Salty Dog at a saloon. And oh man, do now you would know- you, would you take advantage of the uh, the the hobo network, as they say, the hobo sphere, to really make friends and, and contacts through the other homeless, the homeless network? Really? Well, you have to. That's the okay. only way to survive. I, so, like, we have to pass around information about people such as Bob Rankin that berate homeless people and yell at them and flick them off at... Throw donuts at them. Well, Four well, o'clock well, in the morning. Don't, don't, be that, don't be that sort of homeless person that, that really uh, re- rankles re- me. That refuses <laughs> free donuts. I tell yeah, you about, I, exactly. I, I tell you about my kid I left under the bridge left under downtown. The bridge, yeah, you fucking asshole. Yeah, you get what you deserve. I'm getting all upset over, over here. <laughs> but, you, but you think about it, and I, I feel like... You know, to kind of echo Corey's sentiment, like the keys are very relaxed, um, very Jimmy Buffett mindset. And there are so many people that are there on vacation that are there with money. And yeah, I feel like since it's such a tourist town, you could walk into any one of these open air bars uh, like a Margaritaville or a and you beg know, for change. No. And just be like, hey, I'll be a bar back. Can can I do that? But and, but you'd be dressed in like homeless rags. Like they're well, not going to hire you to dress as you are. I would spend. I would spend. Spend some t- what? I would spend some time, which I have. I would spend some time doing the homeless thing, knitting clothes from like tree bark. No, uh, doing the homeless thing and like picking up cans. <laughs> doing and, the homeless thing, picking up cans and begging for money. And instead of like going, I'm going to spend this all on vodka and wake up with uh, sea fleas all over me. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to like buy some linen shorts and a tank top. And then I, walk in and be like, "Hey man, you guys need a bar back." I was just saying, the, the the dress code too for it's a, a, a job interview or even working down there is way different again than what yeah. we're used to up here. So, yeah, if yeah, if you got a nice pair of linen shorts and a Hawaiian button up shirt, yep, uh, I'm You're pretty. That, that's the uniform for I'm sure ninety percent of <laughs> yes. all the establishments down there. So. Well, so you just be like, "Oh, dude, you know, I just uh, brought my yacht down here, ran out of money, and I'm just doing something to pass the time until I could fill her back up and go yeah, back I'm, to uh, Barbados." I'm, I'm retired. This is my dream. I'm not homeless. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Why can't I pay for that burger? Great question. <laughs> Are you hiring? <laughs> <laughs> but well, you, you know, see, <laughs> filleting fish for charter companies, like there, I just think there's a lot of laid back jobs that would be super cool and and. Uh, the environment, you know, and not to mention everywhere you go, 
there are um, lime and lemon trees everywhere as as if they you know were, but they belong to people no like the, the, they were don't like, like you trespassing on their property uh, to steal their fruit bob i'm telling you in the keys they're like weeds they're everywhere <laughs> they're in like medians they're they're ever they're right. not just like oh this is my prize there's there's like a five foot tall tree with 17 limes on it that's growing in with some weeds you know you can't live on limes right no i know but it's a start <laughs> all right but i, I did I, but you know what lime goes with all that seafood I'm going to catch oh, with my six dollar rod. <laughs> I, you know what? I, I, based on what you said, I may change my answer to the keys. Then, <laughs> oh, only because I feel like maybe it's a missed opportunity now that I. There's a hobo network out there, in the hobo sphere. I want to be able to ride the rails. I already know what the title of this episode is. So. <laughs> yeah, I want to be able to ride the rails. And and really enjoy being a, a vagabond. I don't think yeah, there's many rails going down the keys, but I, I, you tell me there's no there's no trains. No, going to Florida. dude, it's, ve- trains don't go to Florida. Not Bob, to the keys, Bob. You can almost the well, the, okay, the that's, roads. That's you can almost touch both sides of the water. I mean, that's how well, small to, some of these. I could get to, but but that leads me to like uh, maybe perhaps I need to go somewhere where I can get as you mentioned a fresh start. Um, lie to some folks about my uh, phantom yacht. Yeah. And get some some juice to get uh, return some cans and basically eat for a few weeks and then get my way out onto the rails and and just travel the country. Yeah, you could. I mean, you could certainly do that in a lot of places. I mean, the elements are a little harsher, but um, you could do that in Juneau, Alaska. You could be a, a help salmon fisherman and and all that stuff. I feel I feel like may, maybe my, the secret to surviving for one year is to rely on that network of of homeless folks to get work or to, to just generally survive and not try to go in on my own. I don't know if that's the strongest network. There's a lot of those. I, I mean, feel like it, there it's probably, probably are a lot of those strong, guys. We have no idea. There are probably a lot of those guys that are just drinking every night, you know, around a campfire. Well, those are your outliers, but you've got your, your hardcore, you know, your, your, your hobo presidents. You've got your, uh, unions. Yeah. Your hobo unions. <laughs> but my idea is 100%. like with the keys is it's, you know, first of all, I, I'm not. I got. I got my bindle. I'm not over yeah. my shoulder, and I, I'm just going for broke, right I, for those rails. I'm not worried yeah. about my three months in the sun. Like I'm like, okay, winter's not a problem. I'm gonna have to have. So that's number one. Number two is that limes, lemons, oranges, coconuts, things like that are readily available everywhere, dude. I mean, literally everywhere on public land, private land, everywhere. You can get something to eat, and and the amount of fish and shrimp and scallops and things like that that you can just literally pick right out of the sea, I think food wouldn't be a huge issue as long as you, you know, spent you know fifteen twenty bucks on a rod. I think you'd be good on the food aspect of it. So you're not freezing to death. You've got some food. Right. The rest you're just gonna save a couple bucks to buy some clothes that look decent. You're taking <laughs> baths and showers right in the nice warm ocean. So you're not going to smell of a homeless person? Just a little salty. You smell like, right, like uh, no. seafood all the you time. You know how many free, like... The be- entire the entire area smells like seafood. So. <laughs> yeah, you know how, how many free freshwater showers are at beaches and stuff just around there that you could just go in if you needed a freshwater shower? I feel pretty strong that they frown on homeless people taking showers in those they showers. They don't know if you're homeless. No, they totally know. You're on a beach surrounded by people who are on vacation. I, you just hide your bindle. I'm, I'm, tell- <laughs> I'm telling you right That's now, true. the beach that you're thinking of is not the beach in the Keys. Every okay. every mile of every road is beach in the Keys. So there are so many miles of, of beach that 
are not like beaches as we know it, where people have towels down and things like these are just empty beaches, right. just going on and on and on. And you can go out for some of these for two miles and still be knee deep. So, and I know from experience of going into the Keys that, you know, uh, a couple of kids and one parent, we caught some lobsters and we cooked them up on the grill and it might have been on a season, but, uh, <laughs> but regardless, we ate, we ate good <laughs> for little to no money. <laughs> Fair enough. So that's that's my only mindset. All right. Well, this seems like a great time, uh, especially while Corey's in the bathroom, to jump into TT's TikToks. Yeah. Are you ready? Let's see how long it takes to come back for the bathroom. Luckily, Todd gave us a two-minute song. Oh my god! <laughs> Are you ready? It's number one and not number two. <laughs> I may have to play the song again. He's like, yeah, I shifted uh, the camera. They can talk amongst themselves. <laughs> yeah. Oh, they got it. Never thought he would start my own segment while I went to the bathroom, but. <laughs> I don't know what's more haunting this music. Are you like evil man laughing in the background? <laughs> All right, TT's TikToks brought to you by Corey Seleski. Also known as the Tawas Tortoise. All right, what do you got for us tonight, Corey? Uh, I got three that I've had in the hopper for a little bit now for you guys. Okay. Um, you want to set this up, or is it self-explanatory? No. For the, for the folks on the audio version, are they going to be uh, confused? Uh, maybe. Okay. Let's, let's set it up for them. So there's a, uh, a guy standing on some stairs talking to someone, and uh, his buddy decides to be funny. Okay. No, How did he just rip his pants in so half? He, he, he grabbed the pockets. And the, the, the back appar- pockets? Of apparently, the pockets? apparently it's much easier to do than... Any of us imagine because <laughs> this was like one of the best ones, like most genuine reaction I've seen to that. Uh, but a lot of people have gone up to their friends and just grabbed their the back pockets and pulled down as hard as they could. And instead of the pockets coming off, the whole the backside whole of the whole pants. backside of the pants come off. <laughs> oh my god! All right. Well, it seems like you could uh, do a, a very easy search on TikTok, folks, to come up with one of the videos that meets those qualifications. So, what do we got here next? Oh, easily. Um, <laughs> I love I love what I love what he's so excited. He's like, oh, I remember what this one is. Oh, this is that guy again, isn't it? No, I right, should. And again, I, hang, let, hang on, hang on. I, I should just put this one back a little bit for you guys. Oh, okay. Okay. So again, for the for the audio only listeners, um, a okay looking female, blonde female, is washing a car. Yeah. And uh, not attracted to that female. She starts taking her pants down. Hey, what you watching? 
Okay. Wow. Yeah, I, that just makes me mad. <laughs> Jesus ruined that TikTok for me. So, yeah. Jump yes. it in there. Scantily clad woman at a self-serve car wash. Don't and judge me, Jesus. She goes to take her shorts off, and she's in a bikini, and a man dressed as well, Jesus Well, we, we think she was. We never really got to see. Oh, I can see it. All right. And a man dressed as Jesus said, hey there, what are you watching? Yeah. So, this one, uh, I think we all had... This kid in our, one right, of our so classes. Hold on. This is, so this is a TikTok at Trevor Wallace. Uh, title is The Kid Who Never Brought a Backpack to Class. I got this shit at the book fair. Can you fuck with the book fair? Do I fuck with the book fair? <laughs> shit, different. You know you're a failure, right? So, Mason, we're just working on worksheet A. So let me know if you have any questions. Okay? Wait, what about workshop C? Workshop C? Workshop CD's nuts. <laughs> Mason, you are going to make me do cocaine again. Okay, and I am five years sober. How do you feel about that? Think I should get that shit added? All right, let's grab a loose leaf piece of paper, please. Say less. Oh, no, not that kind of paper, Mason. Not, we can put our $2 bills away. All right, you're gonna, you're gonna kill it at AutoZone, and I know that. <laughs> I don't know how any of this shit is gonna help me in the future. Geometry? I don't give a shit about plants. Just four more hours. <laughs> Sheesh. Damn, now I see what they call high school. Hit this. Four more hours. Is that a lighter? Huh? No lighters in class. Are we writing letters? Yeah, all right. I'll, I'll write you a letter. Mason, I mean this in the most disrespectful way. You physically embody a Toyota Camry. <laughs> I feel like that Loki looks like me. Please stop talking. Just take the pop quiz. Uh, Do you have a question, Mason? How do you pronounce this word? Do you happen to suck undies? What suck undies? Suck undies nuts! Go to the office! Fuck. Oh my god. I'm sorry. Let me just get all my shit real quick. Mason, it's February. Why don't you have a backpack? Honestly, I'm sorry, teacher. This is not who I really am. I'm, that's my bad. I was up late last night listening to Imagine Dragons. Imagine Dragons? Oh, wait, I love Imagine Dragons. Imagine Dragons, these nuts across your face. Oh, no. I don't want your nuts. <laughs> my bad, my bad, my bad, my bad. <laughs> so, there you go. Oh, something tells me that Lori would look upon that TikTok with a lot, a bit of a different reaction than we had. Probably. I think, I think might, a, you know, might a be a little too close, close to home. Too close to home. Exactly. I think there'd be a story lined up after that. Probably. One that might get me through a six-hour drive <laughs> to the UP. <laughs> oh, my God. Let me tell you, last week I was starting to teach ancient history, and this kid came in with no backpack, and then that would go. Yeah. And I do cast a lot of stones, Lori. We do love you, but it it's true to my heart because I would do the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, this is going to be a bit of an abbreviated segment, but let's let's get into gentlemen's agreement. Oh, it's the MF and gentlemen's agreement. Oh, done. Okay, so <laughs> oh, it was just in case you know people missed the Todd laugh. Ah, uh, ah, the Todd laugh. Ah, okay. Ah. So last last uh, last segment that we uh, visited this. Assignment, uh, both Corey and I were assigned Hannah, the series, from Todd and from Nick. Yes. Uh, on Amazon Prime. So if you're interested, that's where you can find it. So, Corey, which one of us would like to go first? First of all, how many episodes did you watch? I think I ended at six or seven. All right. I only watched the first two. Now, but I, I can also... I can also claim to have watched the movie on which the series was based. Yeah, I've definitely not seen the movie. And therefore, 
I stopped at two because I'm like, I already know how this ends. Different actors, you know, bit of a different timeline because uh, it's a series and not a movie. But I'm like, I already know how this is going to go. I, I don't see myself coming back to it. I'm not saying it's bad, but I'm saying, like, I already knew the story. Um, that being said, the first two episodes that I saw uh, were really good. Um, do you remember, um, Nick, the name of the actor? Who had the lead? No. The guy from Germany or the Netherlands or wherever. Also in the same... um, uh, The Murders or whatever it's called, yeah. (laughs) Joel Kinnaman. Okay, yeah. And uh, Mirelli, Miriel Enos um, played the two two leads. um, And it was Joel Kinnaman's daughter who plays... um, Hannah in the series. Oh, that was his actual daughter? No. <laughs> Played his daughter. Oh, Jesus. Uh, in like... the series. So. I, 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 the killing it was. The killing. Thank you. Yeah. I, I will refer back. I'll, I'll defer to you, Corey, on, on the rest because I, I, I was highly entertained, um, but I, I, it was really hard to. I had already seen it. Uh, yeah, I, and I, I, you have a co- complete different perspective than what I do, obviously, with having seen the movie. Yeah. Um, dude, the, the first 30 minutes, I was like, what has Nick done? <laughs> okay. I'm like, I, I'm at the point of just turning this off, and I, I, I couldn't do it. Uh, you know, her and her dad are out in the woods living like barbarians, you know, off the land and off the grid, and... Uh, it's, it didn't give really much of an insight of why that was occurring or, or what was going on with that. So without, I guess, that kind of background or preface to it, I was like, oh, yeah, this is, this is going to be really stupid. Just a uh, dad and daughter for some reason that are, and, and it, I, I also didn't realize it was set in kind of present day as well. It was, all, it was out of context. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, the first 30 minutes, I, I, I was really MFing you. Uh, I feel, dude. I was confused too. I was like, okay, uh, this is going to be short lived. It 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 picked up a little. There, there was there was some definitely some good action and uh, you some more of the story starts coming together. Uh, and so that that pulled me back in. But I I will the one issue I have with this series is it would draw me back in, but then they would leave that for so long mm-hmm. that I kind of fell away from it again. I'm like, oh, okay. okay, I. I I don't, I, it's, it's not holding my attention again. Mm-hmm. And not that I, I wanted this action packed, you know, TV series that everything's a, a fighting scene and all, but the, the, the girl that plays Hannah, it, whether it's her or even stunt doubles, they, they did such a great job with the fight scenes that they did have and, and the CGI and the graphics that they did do. I wanted to see more of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Again, it didn't have to be fully packed with that, but it was so well done that I'm like, you could have thrown way more of it in, in in the very in the first six episodes that I saw. Right. Um. And I I think like come episode three, like near the end of episode three, like stuff really fell off. Like there there was it it just turned into pure storyline of going to background and details of uh, her and her dad's relationship and. I'm like, yeah, again, like this is now it's just, it's too slow moving now. Yeah. And 
on top of that, they, they also start jumping around a lot too. They, from, they did. From present day to past day. And so you, if you're not fully watching and committed to it, that's really going to throw you off as well. It's, you're not going to be able to grasp the entire storyline uh, if you miss you know, certain little key aspects. All, I mean, all in all, uh, it, it's, it's a good series from what, from what I saw. Um, I mean, it, not going to brave about it and say it was the greatest thing ever. And I, maybe, you know, if there's nothing else to watch, I'll, I'll go back and, and, and not, not yeah. saying that in a, in a bad way or, you know, to, you know, as a put down to the, to the, the series, but uh, yeah, it's just, it's not like my go-to go-to like, oh yeah, that it was that amazing. Right. Um, again, I, I think they really missed out on the, the action scenes and the character that, that the girl that plays Hannah, uh, the scene, the action scenes that I did see were were fantastic, and everything was so well shot. They should have put a lot more of that in there. I think I'm right there with you because I I want to say I'm probably only I'm probably around the same area that you are, like probably season or episode seven or something like that. But I did have the highs and lows, and um, it was it was interesting. Um, and uh, you know I was a little bit more vested in it. Um, so I could kind of keep track a little bit more, but I get it. Like I've never, um, I haven't been coming home every night being like, God, I needed to see the next episode. Right. You know? So, and, and like to make a comparison, like to me, like Oak Island or the curse of Oak Island, that was something every Wednesday I was like, cool, cannot wait to get home and see the brand new episode. Uh-huh. Uh, I said, yeah, this on the other, like, I'm like, uh, yeah, I, I'd, I'd like to finish it and see how everything plays out, but it's, yeah, it's not going to be a a priority. I get it. So, I mean, solid pick though. I say, and, and I know there's, there's huge fans, you know, of of people of of that genre and that, that kind of storytelling. Um, you know, it, it it is, it is a good series and, and well put together. And like I said, well, well shot and well edited. So Mm -hmm. I I, I liked all the quick action, like the arm bars and the flips and stuff like that. And I think they did that really well, especially since she was like a younger girl. <laughs> like, so yeah, no, flipping and, these and older that, men over her shoulder and doing all that shit, whatever, you know? And like I said, whether it was her character or whatever stunt double they had to do it. I mean, it, it was very well shot. Believable. Yeah. yeah. All right. I, I, there's not much more I can add to that, but I wonder if you might, might've been better served if you had watched the two hour movie of the you know movie version of it instead of the series if if you're saying that it jumped around a lot and it and it dragged um i don't know but he may he may also he may also be in the same boat now that you're in uh where he's like i know the premise and i could not get on board with now watching a movie maybe maybe and joel kinnaman's a great actor and the two of them um you know the, the 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 agent who has been hunting him him and his daughter down, um, as you said, they were you know co leads in the killing, and they they have really good chemistry and they respect each other's work quite a bit, so they work well together. Um, it was definitely uh, I I definitely really liked what I saw. Um, I just sadly already know how it ends. Yeah, and I and I'm not I'm not curious enough to see if it ends any differently to continue to watch it over how many seasons. Have they gone? I have no idea. I, but saying, I, I feel the sa- I feel the same way. I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to double dip. Yeah. So. All right. Um, 
let's do new assignments. And this is just going to be you and me, Corey, uh, giving each other the business, as they say. Wow. So <laughs> I, I, I can I start if you want. Yes, please. Um, have you seen George Carlin's American Dream? No. All right. You have uh, HBO Max? Yes. All right. That's where you could find it. And my assignment is done now. Oh, man. I, th- there's, there's been a couple I've seen over the past, this past week that I okay. know. Uh, for you, Bob, I'm going to give you Web of Make-Believe, Death Lies, and the Internet. Just kidding. Scratch all that. Forget I just said that. What? You have Spiderhead, sir. Oh, with um, Hemsworth? Hemsworth and uh, Miles Teller? Teller, yeah. Okay. Got it. Is that, uh, where is that? Netflix, Netflix? the new, newest one that came out, yeah. Okay. I got it. I got it. It may be two weeks before I come back to the to the podcast and give a review. That's fine. I wanted to hop on that because it's. Like I say I know it's the newest thing out on on Netflix, and Danielle and I were actually able to watch it uh, last night. So we got in at the uh, the ground floor. Yeah, and I wanted to get that out of the way before anyone else stole that from me. So uh, same thing with George Carlin. Like that's probably the newest thing on my list for you. Um, and I actually I, I assume that you might have already caught it. No, I've not. I. Can't recommend highly enough. Okay. And you know me, I'm a huge George Carlin fan, and there was a ton of shit there that I did not know. Sweet. So, okay. Uh, what can we do now here? Uh, we can end off with Pick of the Week. I wish I had a song for this. I'll <laughs> say <laughs> so there's no... no. That's uh, Todd Dillon. Gonna have to get on about that. Oh, right. Todd. So Pick of the Week, if you're new to the podcast, this is generally where we recommend uh, either a movie, TV, or uh, restaurant, uh, place, event, something that we've experienced that we want to recommend to everybody else. Uh, we are all local to the Detroit, Michigan area in the U.S. However, um, a lot of the things we recommend uh, can be found online. So you may hear something that intrigues you, but definitely go look it up. Uh, we are not sponsored by any of these things, any of these companies. Um for those companies that we do that we do mention in pick of the week, please reach out to us, and we will deeply, deeply consider your offer for <laughs> we'll sponsorship. Take, we'll take it under advisement, yeah, or just jump at that first offer. So, uh, anybody want to go first? I can go. Okay, well, all right. Why not? So, for this week's pick of the week, um, I'm going to go with a specific type of Cutwaters Margarita, which is the Cutwater canned. Strawberry margarita for this week's pick of the week. Um, I think I gave a broad review of like a lime margarita of theirs, um, which was pretty good. I've had the, maybe I did, maybe I didn't, but I've had the strawberry. It's fantastic. Um, They've got all kinds of awards for best canned ready-to-serve margarita. They use all-natural ingredients, real tequila, um, no fillers, no carbonation, nothing like that. They make a million different different things from Bloody Marys to Spicy Bloody Marys to um, Palomas to everything you can think of. Um, and 
their strawberry margarita is fantastic. Uh, I don't think I've gone anywhere else and really ordered strawberry margaritas, but it was just a stab in the dark because I like their their lime margarita. Uh, it's 10.5 uh, ABV per can, so it's got a little kick to it, uh, but just really nice taste. Uh, agave tequila, uh, you can get four cans uh, for, I think, eleven ninety nine. Uh, if you want bang for your buck, go with the lime, 14.5% ABV. Um, goes down just like uh, refreshing ice cold lime water, and uh, <laughs> and fourteen point five is nothing to shake a stick at if you're thinking that uh, you know these beers that we're doing right now, like at least the one I'm drinking is probably four four percent. Okay. So three beers per can, if you put that into perspective of eleven ninety nine for both different kinds. Um, if those are not your thing, margaritas aren't your thing. Certainly look into go into uh, search Cutwater Spirits. Uh, they make all their own um, vodka, gin, rum, tequila, and then they turn them into ready-to-serve cocktails. And they're hard to find around here, but if you do, they're fantastic. If you're anywhere local, Total Wine and more. Uh, not only can you pick them up there uh, consistently, they're never usually out. Um, they have a high selection, but they also do Instacart, which is phenomenal. So if you have an Instacart account, it's uh, it's it's a great great little night at home. <laughs> cut cut water spirits. All right, Corey. My pick for this week is going. <laughs> oh, excuse me. <laughs> is Schuler's cough medicine. Ricola. <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> so, I've all my life. I, I've been a, a watch guy. Um, I kind of plateaued once I, I found the Apple Watch. And I thought that was the the end all be all for my my watch searching, um, but something kind of clicked in me. I'm like, ah, you know what? Time to get back out in the watch game. And was on Amazon one day looking at some other different watches to replace my Apple Watch. And I came across something that I've always want. I've always wanted a Rolex. That's a, one of my lifelong goals and dreams is to is to own one and have one. You're not going to fucking review a Rolex right now. And for the wedding, I was like, that would be awesome if I had a Rolex for it. But I know I can't afford that. So on Amazon, I happened to come across a bunch of different companies that make uh, Rolex lookalikes that, that actually, they're, they're not knockoffs. They, they pay homage to the Rolex. And they're made in that same style and fashion. Mm-hmm. Um, and Invicta was the one I came across that I decided to purchase. Uh little skeptical at first because I'm like, oh, it's, you're talking the difference between a $16,000 watch and a $75 watch. <laughs> so I was like, ah, I'm, I wasn't expecting much out of it. Yep. Uh, you know, and, and I've had different ones in the past that you, you get them, they're chintzy, the, the, the bands, you know, more plasticky than it is metal. Everything kind of jingles on it and wriggles and it's not a, a Jingle tight, jangles. Jingle jangles. Yep. And does it's not a, a, a tight put together package of a watch. Okay. Um Invicta though, it's an actual automatic watch. Uh dude, I, I took this thing out of the box and I mean it has heft to it. It's got weight. The the band is solid as can be. Uh and I, I sized it up and everything myself and put it on. And dude, when I'm wearing that watch, I'm like, this this feels nice. Like okay. I, I'm like I I I've, I have a very expensive watch on right now. That's the feeling it gives you. I know it's not in the back of my head. So, 
right. even better because I know if something happens to it, I don't have to worry about it. Yeah. Um. But yeah, dude, the the feeling of it, it everything's there. So okay. for the first time in my life, I, out of all the watches I've owned in the past, and I'm you talking Rolex feel hundreds of watches, Rolex money. I have the Rolex feel without spending the Rolex money. All right. And I, I did actually get a couple comments at the the wedding uh, that. People go, oh man, you busted out the Rolly for today, huh? And I was like, oh, I'm oh, like, Rolly. I'm like, got you. So I, I, really? it's, that's 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 how close it, it looks to. And and again, I'm a huge watch guy. I've seen people wearing Rolexes out and about from a distance. I'm like, that's a Rolex. Okay. And and you just you know, uh, so yeah, with, with this, like I said, it, I I got got the feeling and the look of it. At, in actuality, I might just do the smart thing now and say that this is my this is my Rolex in life, and not. not I think I think you should not have to spend that sixteen grand yeah. on, a, on a real. I can one. think of other things you could spend yeah, sixteen yeah. grand on. So this, yeah, it, it, anyone looking for a solid watch, it, it, a a classy, you know, uh, timeless timepiece. Okay. Don't want to spend the sixteen thousand. Spend the seventy five <laughs> on an Invicta on Amazon. Right. Awesome pick, man. Uh, I can't think of a better pick that you could make uh, for the audience than giving them a $75 alternative to a Rolex. With oh, your, said, your I, personal I, Corey Slesky stamp, stamp of approval. approval. Yes. Wow. And Nick has just poured us a shot here. So before we go into the last pick of the week, uh, let's please join us again in this, or perhaps for the first time if you've stretched listening to this podcast on over several days. Uh, now you're into day two. You've decided to pick it up again, and now you've, let's say, uh, just uh, finished a vigorous round of sex with your partner, and you're looking for something to do. Hey, Schnauzcast is out there, and we're doing a shot. Cheers. Cheers. Woo. All right. Well, I, love, I love how nobody challenged me on the vigorous round of sex for your, with your partner. Well, it's day uh. two. <laughs> That's true. You can't have you can't have <laughs> you gotta space that shit up. I mean, it's better than feverish masturbation. <laughs> is it potentially? Is it potentially? Yeah, or is it? Okay, my pick of the week is C's famous old time candies. Uh, so, for a little bit of background here, uh, I was reading an article about Warren Buffett, who has invested in, you know, he's, he's made quite a bit of money off the stock market. He's invested in companies like Apple and Coca-Cola. And, but somebody asked him in this article, it was the article, the gist of the article was all about what's the best investment you've ever made. And he said, hands down, no contest. Uh, it's a California uh, candy company, a chocolate maker uh, called C's. That's S-E-E-S or S, I guess to be specific, S-E-E apostrophe S. C's famous old time candies, California based company he bought in 1972, and the the attraction of this company for Warren Buffett was that they had they were a, they started out as a small company, they had by the time it came to 1972 when he purchased the company they had a staggeringly high level of brand loyalty, where they would routinely sell to the same customers over and over and over and over again. And, and they refused to expand their business beyond their capabilities and decided to stay small with a controlled 
small growth over the years and maintain the same quality in their products. And they have given Warren Buffett a return of 8,000% on his purchase of that company in 1972. And he, and he said, you know, hands down, that's the best purchase I've ever made. Wow. So after having read this article, um, and you fellas know I've got a bit of a sweet tooth, I decided to buy a box of C's famous old-time candies. And so I bought a one-pound box. There's a sorted box of candy. And, and my, I must say, in packaging, in uh, choice of selection, and in the overall quality of the chocolate I got, I don't think that I've ever had candy like that from a assorted box of candy that was better than what I got from C's. It was pretty goddamn amazing. Now it is not, it is it is not inexpensive. Uh, I believe with shipping, it cost me forty five dollars to buy a one pound box of candy. God damn! But if you are looking for something to give to your mother for Mother's Day or to give to your girlfriend for your anniversary or something like that, you're willing to pay for the best of what you get. So if you're looking for a, if if you're if your significant other. Uh, or the recipient of this gift on a on a on a, on a particular event has a sweet tooth. You can't go wrong. It, the, probably the best you can get, in my opinion, is C's famous old time candies. I give it a solid C. <laughs> and you can find wow. that you can find them out on the internet at uh, if you're interested at C's. That's s e e s dot com, and and see what you. So, I, I would see. What you I, see. I, I mean, would definitely give them a try. If you happen to have forty yeah. forty five dollars sure. to yeah. spend, now they do have they do have different types of boxes. You could put together different types of mixes. You could also look for particular types of uh, um, confectionery. But in, in my mind, I wanted if I'm going to do, let's say, only one box. Let's say I I don't ever do it again. I'm like I want to get the assortment where I get to pick, and you get to pick each of the different candies that are in the box. So what'd you pick? I mean, uh, I, shit, I'd have to pull up the receipt for Oh, exactly come on, Bob. I'm happy to share it. You know what? If you're interested in what I picked in my box, uh, send us an email, email to schnozcast at gmail.com, or you could text us at 618 <laughs> I would be happy to share it with anyone who is listening. And let's assume that there were thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of people who are listening who would like to hear what I ordered. Tune in to find out, because I will let you know if you if you ask, send a request, and I will definitely share it with you. Bob will uh, do the Todd Dillon, and if you guess correctly, he'll send you a box of that flavor. <laughs> Fuck no, I will not. <laughs> that will not happen. That's and then Bob will be homeless in Key West. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah, that'll be the start of my homeless stint. My reign over the homosphere. That's it for Shotscast for the week. On behalf of Corey and Nick and the unfortunately absent Todd Dillon, this is Bob saying we'll see you next weekend.